Welcome to the Sailing to Success podcast, the show created exclusively for entrepreneurs and small business owners looking for a safe port in the storm of fast-paced business growth. Lindsay Phillips is the founder of Smooth Sailing Online Support, a company dedicated to helping entrepreneurs and small business owners increase customer service, run their business more effectively, and increase their profits. Prepare to be inspired and learn some practical tips and strategies you can use in your business today. And now, welcome your host and captain for this 30-minute excursion, Lindsay Phillips. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Sailing to Success podcast. So this show was created exclusively for entrepreneurs and small business owners looking for a safe port in the storm. So my name's Lindsay Phillips, and I'm your host and captain for this 30-minute excursion. I'm the founder and CEO of Smooth Sailing Online Support, a company dedicated to helping entrepreneurs and small business owners calm the choppy waters of fast-paced business growth. So if you can, of course... Check me out at ssonlinesupport.com. So the reason why I started this podcast was to really motivate and inspire other entrepreneurs to achieve more, but share some practical tips, you know, business building strategies to be more productive and boost your profits, grow your business, but also, you know, take, think about the whole lifestyle, right? And, uh, it's all encompassing. So I like to look at a holistic um, view on entrepreneurship, if you will. And today I've got the perfect guest for that um, in talking about things that are, you know, above and beyond your, your business and your profits and so forth. And that's your your health and well-being. So today I have Dr. Michelle Summers Cologne. She is the author of Body Wisdom: Ten Weeks to Transformation So You Can Get and Feel Healthy Again. She's actually a physician, an entrepreneur, a yoga instructor, a motivational speaker. She offers workshops and online courses um, based on her book as well. I don't know how she does all of that. Um, <laughs> she hopes to inspire women to live happier, healthier lives that honor their own bodies, wants, and desires. She's a holistic podiatrist in Southern California and she lives with her very sweet daughter in the suburbs east of Los Angeles, California, where she loves to hike and of course practices uh, yoga. So thanks Michelle for joining me. Thanks Lindsay, I'm excited to be here today. Yes and um, it's funny because I only just started taking yoga myself um, maybe, I don't know, four months ago and oh my God, it did not dawn on me until I was there. I was actually in tears. Um, I could not let my body relax and I did not realize how freaking stressed I was and how t- tightly wound I was on an ongoing basis. I, I really struggled with it. I mean, I've moved past that and, and I realized how important that is. Um, so love what you're doing. So how, what's your story? How did you get into yoga and the health and well-being end of things? Well, first, I want to just comment on what you said, that that's a very common thing for people to go through. Um, we are even taught about that in our training. About, oh, really? Yeah, that you'll see some people break down, some people will cry, and um, and it's it's just part of the letting go, and it's part of the whole experience. So um, you're not alone in that. It's very, very common. Um So I wanted to say that. So what got me into yoga and Ayurveda, which is the sister science to yoga, and for those of you who don't know, Ayurveda is basically Indian medicine. It came from India a thousand years ago, and it's the oldest form of medicine around. Um, So what got me into that was really going through my own health crisis, where I had a couple different 
symptoms that I was going through, some low back pain and some sciatica associated with that, and some GI problems. Um, just a lot of pain and after eating dinner every night, I was just in a lot of pain and I was going to see different specialists, different medical doctors, and was really not getting better. And this was going on for a while. Um, I was even misdiagnosed with Crohn's disease, which, oh. yeah, it's a really bad disease if some of you don't know what it is, which yes. basically there's no cure. And your treatments options are being on a very, very li limited diet, strong medications that are similar to chemotherapy or surgery to remove sections of your intestine. Ooh, that's harsh. Yeah. So that was my diagnosis, um, which I knew what that was all about, being a doctor myself. Yeah. Um, I also had that sciatica and was just dealing with a lot of pain in my low back and was sent to a couple different specialists. They took x-rays and basically said that I had, um, that I was going to need surgery because I wasn't getting better. And, you know, I was in my 30s and I said, you know, for someone to tell me that I need back surgery when I'm in my 30s, totally. that's, that's a problem. And for someone to tell me that I'm going to need sections of my intestine removed, that's a problem. So I'm, and I'm not getting better by all of the treatments they're giving me for these two things kind of going on at the same time. So I started looking into holistic medicine, and that's when I found Ayurveda, and I started working with an Ayurvedic practitioner on diet, lifestyle changes, different herbs that I could take. I was taken completely off of that Crohn's disease diet, um, put on a new eating plan of things that were supposed to work for my body, mm -hmm. and my prescription for exercise was to start doing yoga. So that's how I got into yoga and I started getting better. My back pain started going away. Really? I was actually feeling better than I had ever felt before. I went into my forties feeling like healthier than I was in my twenties and thirties. Um, my stomach and GI is issues were resolving. I was able to eat. Um, I also found out that I had some food allergies during this process. Oh. So Eliminating those foods and sticking to this kind of new meal plan and new uh, lifestyle changes really started healing everything. And so I just decided to go deeper into study on that and learned more and more about the science and about yoga and became certified in yoga teacher training. So I can teach several different types of yoga now with my patients and um, at different conferences and things like that and workshops. and. I decided that I need to start incorporating this into my practice. And so I was already um, incorporating different holistic treatments into my practice. And so I started incorporating more of this yoga and Ayurveda. And that's pretty much where I'm at, where I'm at today. That's awesome. Now, I know you're a podiatrist and you do surgery and so forth. So... Mm -hmm. Again, I don't equate feet with like health and wellness and yoga, I have to say. <laughs> it's just not, yeah, it doesn't, that seems strange to me. So how, out of curiosity, did you work those into your practice? Well, it's funny because actually when you do study yoga, you know, the feet are one of the first things that we study because it's all about getting grounded and really settling into your, into your posture with your feet. So there is actually a lot there. Um, even when you go into meditation classes or just to meditate, one of the first things they say is to put your feet firmly on the ground and feel grounded and sit upright in your chair. So there's a lot actually to that, to that saying, you know, to get grounded and have be both your feet on the floor. Um, so what I've done is 
to incorporate different yoga sequences that can help people with stretching, with stretching their Achilles tendon, their right. hamstrings, different muscle groups in their legs and in their feet to really strengthen their feet and ankles because a lot of my patients are athletes. And so they really need strong feet and ankles for pretty much any sport that they're doing, whether it's soccer, basketball. Yeah. And then um, also starting to look at different lifestyle issues that are going on yeah. with some of my patients that are having foot pain because of weight issues or maybe oh. diabetes. Right. Um, yeah. So when they start getting better sleep and reducing their stress and eating better and starting to exercise at a level that they can handle, um, then all of these symptoms start going away. That's amazing. And I know you are the type of person yeah. where it's like, you dive into things like there's no tomorrow. Like you need to know it inside and out. So I could see you yeah. do your own thing and then taking it into your practice in the next level, learning more. And now you have, you know, your body wisdom. It's yeah. It doesn't surprise me that you've gone full on. <laughs> I don't know where you find the time. Well, you know, with time, um, you know, I've done a lot of business training throughout my yeah. you know, career of, I've had my own practice now for 19 years, believe it or not. And, um, doesn't seem like that to me, uh -huh. um, and, you know, through a lot of the different trainings that I've had, I've just learned how to maximize my time and really be more efficient with my schedule. So like really working with block timing, yeah. block timing. Um, prioritizing my day and so when I do all those things business-wise then I'm able to get everything else done in all areas of my life that's awesome and yeah I agree with some of those practices for sure now how did you come across with the or come up with the term body wisdom I came up with that because I I believe that your body is really wise your body knows what's best for it yeah. so a lot of times we don't really listen to our body so mm -hmm. for example at the end of the day when we're tired everyone has different cues that their body will give them that it's time to go to bed but we don't listen to them because yeah. we have one more thing to do one more email to send you know one more um, dish that has to get washed after the kids are in bed, we have all these things that we add on to the end of our day when our body's telling us we're tired because we're starting to get a headache or feet are starting to hurt mm -hmm. or, you know, we're, we're yawning, but we're like, I'm going to push through. And our body is telling us you need to slow down. You need to go to bed and you can do this in the morning. Right. So our body is really smart and we need to start listening better so that we don't have a lot of these things really coming up in our older age, because it's not really about anti-aging, it's about aging gracefully, so. That's true, and that is so true, how we don't listen to our bodies. And it, it, it's like, even, you know, when you're full, like the little things, right, where your body's telling you that you're full, but yet, you know, we keep on eating, or, you know, you're stressed about something and you don't take the time for yourself, you just keep plugging away, thinking you're supposed to be superwoman. Um, yeah. so, yeah. I mean, uh, so you being a health coach, um, I do have some questions for you, but maybe for the audience, kind of explain what a health coach is. Well, a health coach has really become popular in the last several years because I think people are, for the most part, obviously this is a generalization, doesn't apply to everybody, but mm -hmm. a lot of people are getting tired of getting the runaround by their healthcare system and their oh. doctors. So for example, like with my story, what happened with me, I wasn't getting better. 
my doctor was telling me, take this medication, just take it whenever uh, you get bloated. But I, my question was, I don't want to get bloated. Like, why am I getting bloated? Yeah, exactly. It's not fixing the issue, right? Yeah, like, tell me what to do so I don't get bloated. Like, I've cut out all these things from my diet and I'm still getting bloated and pain every night after dinner. Like, what am I doing wrong? And I'm a doctor, so obviously, like, I know the medical yeah. reasons, but and I'm trying to eat well, like I'm eating salads, I'm eating all these things that I think are good for me, but I'm still feeling sick. And, and the doctor's answer was just take this whenever you get bloated. And you're ah. So when people are getting answers like that from their doctors, and that was just, you know, one example of what happened to me. And I know there's hundreds of stories of, of different patients, oh, totally. mine, you know, that that's happened to, they start turning to different avenues for health. And so they start looking at alternative health. They start looking at health coaches and different types of practitioners that can help them that kind of think outside the box or do it in a different way than here's a prescription. That and it seems much more personal and customized. Am I right in that? Yeah, it's very customized and very personal. And I mean, every health coach has their own system and their own way of doing things. But for the most part, yeah, they have different programs that they customize for their clients or they have different programs that they know have worked for their type of clients that they work with, whether it's new moms or entrepreneurs or whatever. So yeah, it's, it's definitely, I think, the wave of the future with healthcare. I love that. And the same with like just having that relationship with someone, they know your lifestyle inside and out, they get you, they understand the history and it's just having that trust too. I, I'm sure it's huge. Yeah, they really get a lot of one-on-one -on -one time for the most part with health coaches versus a lot of times with doctors, you go in, you see your doctor for minutes or three minutes and get a couple of prescriptions and leave, right? <clears throat> totally. Now, what would you say or like how does stress affect your health and, and what are some of the signs of burnout that you've come across or that people, because some people, again, aren't aware of what their body is telling them. Um, so what are some of the things that people should look for in letting them know that, hey, you know what, maybe I do need a health coach or maybe I do need help and I need to slow down and pay attention? Yeah, so some of the effects of stress are obviously raising your blood pressure. That's a big one. Um, disturbing your sleep. So whether you can't fall asleep at all, so having insomnia or whether you're yeah. waking up in the middle of the night because your mind is racing or you just wake up and you can't fall back asleep and you don't know why. Um, so when you have stress at high levels, it affects your hormones, your cortisol, you, you can get into adrenal fatigue, and you can get into all these different things that come up as a result of stress. For diabetics, it'll raise their blood sugar. So they're already having issues with their blood sugar, and then they worry about that, and then it goes up even higher. So those are some of the main things. Um, obviously, it affects your aging because as you get older, you know, a lot of these things are all interrelated. So those are some of the things that, that are really affected by stress. But I think for the most part, in terms of entrepreneurs and our age group, I think one of the biggest things is affecting your sleep. Uh, I can totally relate. <laughs> I, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm fine for going to bed, but then I wake up at like 3.30 and I'm like, dang, sometimes it takes forever to get back to sleep because my stupid mind won't shut off. <laughs> it's very, very common. <laughs> oh, it's so annoying. 
Um, and yeah, and I've been out of yoga for the summer, just with the kids and my schedule and, and what have you, and just too much going on. So I cannot wait to go back in September. I know that my body needs it and I like, I miss it so much. Um, yeah, that's what happens when you get into it. You really do miss it when you don't have it anymore. I know. And I didn't realize a... You know, I was honestly, I'm like, all oh, this meditation stuff and uh, the breathe and all the hoo-hoo-y part of it. I was like, oh my God, whatever. But after a couple of times of going, it's like, it was so soothing and it was like my time. And it was like, I was able to stretch better and pay attention to my body. And at first I thought that stuff was hokey, I have to admit, but it's not like, you don't realize how important that is until you finally experience it. Yeah, it's amazing because just that part alone, just the breathing and sometimes the mantra or the chanting or whatever they're doing, um, it just gets your mind in a place where you're so relaxed. And especially at the end, you know, some people fall asleep in that last pose where you're laying down. Yeah. And it's it's like the most relaxed, deep sleep. So yeah, I, I love it. And it just feels like my class was like Monday Monday night. And normally I don't like schedule stuff for Monday nights. Um, but I started to go and it's like, because you know what Mondays are like, right? As an entrepreneur, they're kind of hell on wheels, right? Yeah. So it's like to have that on a Monday night, I was like, oh my God, it was like the best thing ever. Um, and even just like the positive things that the teacher says all the time, that positive affirmations. Again, I thought it was going to be hokey, but it's like, I really liked it and really like needed it. It's funny. Yeah. I think that's a good time to do it. Like you said, Mondays are so stressful. A lot of people don't look forward to Mondays, but if you have something like that at the end of your day, you can actually start looking more forward to Monday. Like I know I I totally was. (laughs) It was awesome. Um, so yeah. So what's your favorite thing about yoga? Like, are there, I know there's like hot yoga, there's, um, yeah, there's a lot of styles. There's a lot of different ones. Do you have uh, like a favorite? Yeah, I have a favorite. It's called yin yoga. Yes. So have you done yin yoga? Yes, I love yeah. it. It's my favorite. It's my favorite one to teach too. Um, because you hold the poses for a long period of time. It could be mm-hmm. three to five minutes. And so you're really just breathing and letting go. And what you're doing in those long held poses is you're stretching your connective tissue. Yeah your ligaments and things that don't normally get stretched as much. Um, And so when you come out of those poses, you feel so relaxed. And a lot of people either think they might not like it because it's too slow for them, or maybe they're used to the really fast paced classes. And so they don't think they're going to like it, but most people do end up liking it once they try it. That's exactly what happened to me. The first time, again, I was like a big stress ball, right? And I'm like, okay, already, like, let's get to the next pose. Why is this taking so long? And I was kind of like rushing it. It was all a process. I'm like, no, like be in the moment, damn it. <laughs> like, and then after a while, um, I, I got much more, but it took a couple of times, I have to say. Um, but no, I love it. And my back was, I had some back issues. Um, and it really helped my back, all that stretching and the moves. Um, so physically I didn't realize too, how much it affects your body. I thought, oh, it's just stretching. What do you do? But it does, it has a huge impact. Yeah, it really does. So I would, I would recommend everyone to try yin yoga at least once, especially if they've already tried 
different styles of yoga and they've never tried yin, yeah. just, you know, take a class and give it a try. And it's a very relaxing form of yoga. So it's a good one to do at night. So if you're doing the real fast, mm. form, those are good to do in the morning to right. get your energy going and to get everything flowing. And then if you, if you have time to do a yoga class at night, do yin or restorative because they're both um, very relaxing. That's true. Do you get um, a lot of men in, in your program or in your yoga classes or that you've seen? More and more men are getting into it, eh? Yeah, I think in the typical class that I've been in or that I've taught, there's usually maybe 10% men, so maybe one or two men in the room, right? But I've taught at business conferences before, which I have one coming up next month where I'm going to be teaching and it's going to be almost all men. Mm. And I did this um, the last time they had that conference and it was so amazing. I've actually done it two years in a row. So um, what we do is we have, you know, we're going to have the conference at nine o'clock. And so at maybe seven 30 or something in the morning, we'll do a morning yoga class. And most of the people in the class have never done yoga before. Yeah. Before all businessmen right <laughs> and they come to the class and everything that they've said to me is oh my gosh I never knew yoga could be like this yeah. I'm gonna start going with my wife um I thought that I couldn't do it I thought that I wasn't flexible enough and I was very assuring to them at the beginning of the class don't worry if you can't get into it for you know, this is all new and you're going to get there. Just do your best and just, you know, go with it. And so they were, everyone that came was very open and willing to go with it and they loved it. And it was, it's actually one of my favorite things to do is to I teach bet. a room full of men yoga. <laughs> I bet. And I found too that it, it's a very non-judgmental environment. Like it's very all accepting. Um, yeah which is really different than when you're going to like a gym or anything else. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and my brother-in-law actually does yoga on a regular basis and he's a pretty like regular macho dude. You know what I mean? Um, and he loves it. Yeah. It's very, it's very accepting. I mean, there have been things in the media about, you know, yoga, not being some of the yoga classes, not being so accepting, but it's changing. There's mm -hmm. a lot of new classes coming out for, you know, um, bigger body types and different types of body types so that people will feel more comfortable in the room. Yeah. I mean, if, if you're going to a yoga class and maybe you're older than, you know, the average yoga student, or you feel like you're heavy compared to the teacher who's like a size zero at the front of the room, some people do get intimidated to go. And I so, yeah, they, it is changing and they, they are making more types of classes available for people so that they can feel more comfortable. But overall, the yoga, you know, community is a very accepting and non-judgmental. Yeah. And I'm sure it's dependent on the instructors and the studios. Like, I mean, every place is a little bit different, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so obviously, besides yoga, um, for de-stressing and things that are good for you, um, what other tips can you give our listeners to, to better their health and wellness and stress levels? Okay, I'm going to give like the top three things that I teach that I think everybody should do. So one has to do with sleep, one has to do with food, and one has to do with exercise. So in terms of food, what we really want to do so that we have optimal energy the next day is we have to look at what we're doing the day before. Oh. So in terms of dinner, we want to make sure we're eating our dinner at least four hours before bed. Right. So 
if we're going to bed at 10 o'clock, let's just say on average that that's what we're aiming for, we want to make sure we eat our dinner by six. Gotcha. And for a lot of people, they're, they're working late, they're coming home late from their, their nine to five job, and then they're working late on their computer and they're eating at seven, eight, nine o'clock at night, and then going to bed within a couple hours. And so what happens when you sleep, your body is supposed to be repairing itself, rejuvenating, restoring your energy for the next day. And when you go to bed with a full stomach, it's using all of its energy to digest food. And so you actually wake up tired because you didn't get restored. So you have to make sure you're eating early enough in the evening. Um, and you also don't want to eat a heavy meal. So eating a lighter meal for dinner and eating your heavier meal for lunch so that that lunch like sustains you throughout the day because it has more carbs and things in it. Right. So in terms of food, that's what the main thing would be that I would suggest to people. That's awesome. In terms, yeah. In terms of sleep, so we want to try to get back into the rhythm of nature and not into this electronic age that we're in. Yes, electronic I know. And so we want to start going to bed earlier and waking up earlier. And so going to bed at 10 and waking up at 6, those are the optimal times so that we can get our eight hours of sleep. Of course, people are going to have it a little, you know, a little up or down. So some people go to bed at 11, um, but trying to get it back to 10 is just better overall for your health. So there's a saying that people might have heard um, that any sleep you get before midnight counts as double. So if you sleep from 10 to midnight. Oh, I've never heard that before. Yeah. So if you sleep from 10 to midnight, you're, that's actually counting as four hours of sleep because you're sleeping in the like perfect time in terms of the universe and the yeah, yeah. sun and the moon and the cycles. So we want to try to go to bed around 10 and wake up around six. And it's just getting back into like before there was electricity, that's yeah. what did, right? They went to bed when it got dark and they got up when it got light. And so we want to get back to that. So that's kind of an easy way to think of it. Um, and then the third thing would be in terms of exercise. I mean, we talked about yoga, but really it's whatever type of exercise you like to do do that. So yeah. if you like to run, run. If you hate running, don't start a whole running routine because you're I just going to regret it. <laughs> yeah, you're not going to do it and you're going to like just be bitter about it. Yeah. And you're just going to fail and say, okay, I can't, you know, I can't do it. I hate it. But if you love dancing, do a dance break. You know, some, some people, some of my friends, all they do is dance for their exercise when no one's home. Like the kids leave for school and they yeah. turn on their music and that's their exercise. Other people run, other people do yoga, whatever it is for you, but make sure you're doing at least 20 minutes a day. And the best time to do it is in the morning, like we talked about already. Yeah. Awesome. Those, those would be the three things I would recommend to really increase your energy for the next day. So start today to get good energy for tomorrow. Perfect. Love it. Um, now I know you say that yoga is better than medicine and I believe you have a free guide that has to do with that. Can you let the audience know, um, where to get that awesome guide and what it's about? Yeah, that's actually on my website. It's on the homepage. So my website is drmichelle.com and it's about all the things that yoga can do for you so that you don't really need to get on medication. So lowering your blood pressure, lowering your heart rate, um, relaxing you, all of those things that we want our body to feel, you can get that from yoga, whether it's doing the flow or whether it's doing the more relaxing, slower types that we talked about. Perfect. And that's Dr. Michelle with one L. And of course, I'll have the links on my uh, podcast page and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. um, well, thanks for the great tips. And it's always uh, a pleasure chit-chatting with you, Michelle. 
Thanks, Lindsay. Awesome. So that is it for this special episode of the Sailing to Success podcast show. You can, of course, go to lindsayphillips.com to listen to this episode, My check out my blogs and my videos. Um, and yeah, so until next time, folks, I wish you a productive and profitable week. And may the winds always be at your back. You've been listening to the Sailing to Success podcast, the show created exclusively for entrepreneurs and small business owners looking for a safe port in the storm of fast-paced business growth. To make sure you don't miss a single profit-boosting show, subscribe to this podcast at iTunes and www.sailingtosuccesspodcast.com. To learn more about how Lindsay and her team can help you increase customer service, run your business more effectively, and increase your profits, go to www.ssonlinesupport.com. That's www.ssonlinesupport.com. Now go and implement what you've learned and come back next week for more Sailing to Success podcasts.